Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire podcast, your home for Williamsville High School sports. I'm Seth Coons, just me today. I sit in my room at 9.22 p.m. on Thursday night getting this one ready to go out on Friday morning. Um, it's been a fun week in Williamsville, a good homecoming week. Uh, we apologize that we were not able to uh, get that special done. I, I had some stuff come up on Sunday uh, regarding uh, the future ACT and uh, stuff along those lines. So uh, we do apologize for that, and we are looking to get all of our athletes on shortly because uh, th- this is an athlete's uh, podcast. You know, we, we made this for our athletes to uh, get showcased and, uh, you know, to have a voice. And um, we, we're working very hard to, uh, you know, get them on here. But uh, we, we thank you guys for your continued support. Um, this one's coming out late this week. Uh, just throughout the week, I've been at work, um, had some videos that I've needed to edit, and then of course, you know, you, you add the homework on top of that. Uh, it's it's just been kind of a long week to uh, get to the podcast, but I am glad that I am here now and that I'm going to get to uh, break down the Williamsville and Sangamo Conference sports scenes uh, here with you guys. So without further ado, let's just get right on into this one first. We're going to take a look at boys golf. And you know, somebody that I don't think we have thanked enough for our coverage of boys golf is uh, the Brewer family. You know, the Brewers, they're getting us all the scores. They're getting us the uh, updated uh, totals for our uh, boys golf team this year. So we thank them um, for their continued support of the Williamsville Wire and their continued support for Williamsville Golf and, uh, you know, getting us all these results. A good win for the boys' golf team on Tuesday night. You know, they took on Moroa Forsyth Plains. Uh, those are two Sangamo Conference teams, two solid golf teams in the Sangamo Conference. And they, they come out with the win. Greenview was also there. They're just not a uh, Sangamo Conference team. That's why we had not touched on them yet. Uh, Williamsville wins it 164 was their score. Moroa comes in two strokes behind at 166. Plains at 170 in Greenview at 235. Um, Will Seaman shot one under. He shot a 35. So a great night for Will Seaman. And then, you know, the rest of his team, uh, Cole Brewer, he shot a 41. Carson Conklin shoots a 43. Leo Keebler and Trey Carter shoot a 45. And then, you know, Parker Johnson, he's making some noise on the varsity level. He put up a uh, 50 on Tuesday night. So great stuff from this golf team. You know, it, it gets you excited. You see three juniors there, Will Seaman, Cole Brewer, and Leo Keebler. Of course, you're going to get them back next year, but as we've talked about all season, the, the seniors are uh, showing great leadership. Uh, Carson Conklin, he's one of those leaders shooting a 43. Trey Carter shooting a uh, 45, and you know, something to note is those guys, they're, they're just going out there, they're having some fun while they're golfing, and uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see the uh, results stack up this way for them. So a good win for the uh, golf team. Um, Will Seaman, he impressed last year. He continues to impress this year. So a lot of great stuff on the horizon for this Williamsville golf team. Some of those guys, uh, just just talking to them, uh, they they weren't exactly happy with their performances last night. So they're going to look to improve. And, you know, as this team improves, it's just going to be harder and harder to uh, stop those guys. So definitely impressive stuff on the golf front. In Williamsville, as we take a turn over to girls' golf now. 
Some big stuff happening for the Lady Bullets golf team. Uh, they got third place in the Lady Viper tournament at Terry Park Golf Course. That was about four days ago uh, that they did that. And then, you know, tonight on Thursday when we're recording this, they won the quad. At the rail, the Bullets were led by Naomi Roberts with a 43, uh, Zoe Beard with a 46, and Nellie Weller with a 48. So those top three golfers, we've seen those three be the top three throughout the season. Uh, Nellie Weller is a senior. She graduates after this year, but uh, Roberts and Beard, uh, they are juniors, so we exp we should see them return to the golf course uh, next season. So just a lot of stuff to be excited about for both of these teams. You know, both of them have some juniors leading, um, and then uh, in the lower uh, ranks with the freshmen and sophomores, they're seeing good scores there too. So just just a lot of good stuff through the pipeline of these uh, golf teams in Williamsville. That is going to do it for the golf talk uh, for this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire podcast. At this time, we take a turn over to volleyball, but not before a quick word from our sponsors, Carter Bros Lumber. Carter Bros Lumber, they've been in the Sherman and Williamsville community for years. They've been proud supporter of Bullet Athletics, and now they are proud supporters of the Williamsville Wire. Um, once again, they sent us a beautiful audio mixer and some great headsets that we will utilize when we start moving to our live broadcast, possibly, you know, in a away game this football season, definitely, you know, over in the spring when we do our live broadcast for baseball, softball. We did track meet last year, and, you know, it opens the possibility to travel with the basketball team and uh, do some play-by-play -play stuff there. So just a lot of exciting stuff that uh, Carter Bros has enabled us to do. Um, this week, you know, they helped us out uh, with posters uh, around the high school uh, for homecoming week. Uh, it was Hollywood themed, so, you know, we made different uh, mock movie posters based off of films, you know, that hit the box offices over the years so just a huge thank you to carter bros for all that they do um, make sure that you're uh, checking them out for any of your uh, lumber needs uh, over at two carter lane in springfield once again that is carter bros lumber proud supporters of the williamsville bullets and the williamsville wire you can find them at two carter lane in springfield all right so now we turn over to volleyball the volleyball team has looked great out on the court this season. Tonight, they picked up their first conference win in their conference opener. They were away against the Riverton Hawks. They beat the Riverton Hawks two sets to zero, so a great start to conference play. They get ready to head to a tournament on, uh, says it's starting tomorrow at 5 p.m. against Hartsburg Emden uh, is their first game, and then tomorrow at 8 p.m. they take on Eastland Lenark. Um, this is according to Max Preps, so a lot of stuff to be excited about. You take a look at this uh, schedule, just what the uh, Williamsville Bulls have already played, what they have coming up. You know, I think you take a look at that. those past opponents, Staunton, Rochester, Glenwood, Bloomington Central Catholic, St. Teresa. You take a look at those games especially. It has prepped them so well. For what they are getting ready to see. Hartsburg Emden, Eastland in the tournament, and then they play in a tournament against uh, New York. But what I really would love to focus on for this next little part of this podcast, you know, uh, po podcast is going to be shorter this week, you know, we're 
we're really just breaking we're breaking down uh the sports teams um getting everybody a good overhead view of what is coming up and then next week we'll bring the guys back in we'll get everybody set up back in the studio because you know at, at the end of the day that is our promise to you that is the product that we want to put out but right now we're, we're just trying to get every all of our uh, ducks in a row right now and uh, check out all these sports teams but in this week's edition still on the volleyball team we look forward after they take on Hartsburg Emden and Eastland they take on New York in that neutral tournament and then they have two conference games Tuesday the 20th they take on Athens at home uh, you know you go back to the regional last year a little bit of a rivalry uh, Williamsville beats Athens knocks them out postseason so definite in the two schools so close definitely a good rivalry there two established Sangmo conference teams uh that have been near the top or at the top pretty much year in and year out. So that's definitely going to be a fun game to watch and at home. So folks, mark your calendar. Tuesday, September 20th, get out to Dave Root Court, support the Williamsville Lady Bullets as they take on Athens. I'm sure that we will talk about uh, that game a little bit more in depth uh, come our next episode. And then, you know, Thursday the 22nd, they take on Auburn before they head off to another tournament. But then Tuesday the 27th, a week after they play Athens, they take on another big conference rival in the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. So three huge conference games coming up for this Williamsville Lady Bullet volleyball team. And uh, we are very excited to uh, see uh, what this what this stretch brings uh, for Williamsville. We will take a quick look at the stats for this volleyball team. Leading in kills per set, Brittany Walters with 3.5. Right under her is Brooklyn Holdener with 2.8. Um, taking a look at total blocks, Brooklyn Holdener leads that category with 12. Paige Wendling under her at 10. And then uh, serving aces, we have Riley Holiday leading with 19 in aces per set. Uh, we have Riley Holiday with one ace per set. So a lot to uh, look at for this Williamsville team. A lot of uh, young players, especially Riley Holiday and Brittany Walters, both of them sophomores, are uh, being seen on this leaderboard. Um, Riley Holiday leads in assists with 143. This according to Max Preps. Um, so just a lot of great stuff coming from the young players. Uh, and and that, that builds a great foundation uh, for this team. That's something that you definitely want to see. And then, of course, this year you still have that veteran leadership with Brooklyn Holdner, Claire Larkin, uh, Nora Boggs, just to name a few of those players. So this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. You saw them heat up at the end of last year they're heating up even sooner this year and I think this conference stretch they're going to see some great teams uh they're, they're going to see some big rivalry games especially with Athens and Pleasant Plains uh Athens and Pleasant Plains both of those are home games so if we are able to come out and we are able to pack the gym that just gives our team uh more of an advantage in those games so uh, we definitely love to see you out at Dave Root Court, and uh, you know we'll be putting out more reminders about that as the date draws closer. But I think that is going to do it for our volleyball discussion here on this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire. Uh, before we head into boys soccer, we would like to thank another sponsor. 
Law Automotive. Law Automotive is a proud supporter of Williamsville Bullet Athletics and the Williamsville Wire. If you are having any car troubles, they will get you taken care of over at 1817 West Jefferson Street in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, great people, a great product that uh, they put out over there, so definitely check them out next time you have any kind of car troubles or your car just needs a little bit of love. Head on over to Law Automotive at 1817 West Jefferson Street, proud supporters of the Williamsville Bullets and the Williamsville Wire. So at this time, like I was saying, we take a turn over to the soccer team. The soccer team sits at 8-5 and five so far this year. You know, they they had a little rough patch there. Um, they dropped a few games in a row, you know. But t- take a look at the teams that they were playing. Glenwood out of the CS8, Sager Hard Griffin out of the CS8, and Mount Zion out of the Apollo Conference. So those are three... Big schools, good schools. Um, traditionally, they have very good soccer teams. And, you know, you take a look at the SHG game, you know, a 3-0 final, and, and that just does not convey the kind of game that it was. You know, Williamsville held SHG scoreless that entire first half. So they played with the Cyclones, and then, uh, you know, eventually, you know, SHG, they just they, they made those adjustments like you knew SHG was going to do, and uh, they, they were able to find the back of the net so you really can't just look at the uh, schedule and the final scores uh you know you, you got to take that in-depth dive and really look at what this schedule does for the uh Williamsville Bullet Soccer team and you know it it makes them a much better team at the end of the day uh they get that win against Peoria Christian on Thursday to snap that skin and then tonight they beat conference foe Pleasant Plains five to zero and uh w- we, we were able to see an answer to a question that me and Nathan Simcoe and uh, so, some of the other guys at the Williamsville Wire had been had been asking about, you know, all season. And uh, we'd, we'd voiced it on the podcast, you know, can somebody other than Cam Fry score and score consistently? And tonight, you know, Jacob Park, he was able to put two goals in the back of the net. Cam Fry was also able to put two goals in the uh, back of the net. And, uh, Speaking of Cam Fry, he he got his 100th career goal against St. Teresa, so that's definitely amazing stuff for him. I was there, I was able to see it, and you know, just the the moment that that uh, goal hit the back of the net, you know, you, you saw him put his arms in the air, he celebrated a little bit, but then I he got to about the 40 yard line, and you know, he he just took a little moment to himself, you know, put his hands on his knees, kind of smiled to himself, and it, it was really amazing to see, you know, uh, Cam Fry is such a hard worker, uh, he, he plays soccer pretty much all year round, and you know, when he does find himself having a little break, you know, he's he's helped us, uh, he was with us last year at the uh, holiday tournament, um, so, you know, J- Cam Fry, just such a deserving guy, and we, we loved uh, being able to cover his 100th goal and you know it's it's something that I am never going to forget and it was really amazing to cover another special moment on Paul Jenkins field so once again congratulations to Cam uh this Williamsville Bullet soccer team you know they're they're back on that winning streak um two straight games and then you take a look at their upcoming schedule North Mac 
and Carlinville, and then another uh, conference game against Olympia. Uh, that conference game against Olympia is on Thursday the 22nd. That is an away game. So we've yet to see a home conference game. That first home conference game comes on Monday the 26th as they take on a Riverton Tri-City co-op team. So definitely a lot of good stuff on the schedule. Um, really, you take a look at this upcoming schedule. It's not that the Williamsville Bullets are not going to be tested by the schedule, but I think that the Bullets could definitely gain a lot of steam through here. Uh, you know, Camp Rye, Jacob Park, you know, th those guys talk about how uh, they, they've always thought that this team could be special. You know, they, they, they got off to a they got off to a good start, and, uh, you know, just watching this team, it really feels like they're not just playing together on the field, but, you know, there's definitely that relationship between the players off the field, and that is what makes a team truly special. So it's going to be fun to watch these guys. Make sure that you're checking with us and uh, checking with them on their uh, Instagram page is where they are most active that instagram page is at williamsville soccer uh that that's going to be where you're going to get all of your updates uh for williamsville soccer in the moment of course we'll break down those updates and we will uh get that information back out to you and you can always check on here for updates with any of your williamsville sports teams uh but this soccer team i i think that uh if if they keep doing what they're doing and they keep improving throughout the season i think that this could be a really special soccer season in Williamsville. So just one final look at the upcoming schedule for the Williamsville Bullets. On Saturday, they play North Mac at 11 a.m. away in Verdon. And then next Monday, they take on Carlinville at home. And then for a conference game, they travel to take on the Olympia Spartans. That game is on Thursday, September 22nd. So at this time, we will make the turn for Sangamo Conference review from last week. We will not completely dive into next week's games. Uh, Nathan Simcoe and I and company will be on a pregame show uh, where we will break down not just Williamsville's game, but we will take a look around the conference. We'll tell you what we're looking for from each matchup. So definitely tune into that. But first, how about... Our final sponsorship ad of the day, and that is going to come from Fire and Ale. Fire and Ale, great people serving some great food, whether you're in the mood for mac and cheese, a horseshoe, a burger, a calzone, they have you covered. Uh, they took us in last week. We were able to set up in their back room, do a post-game show after the uh, Riverton game. Just a great experience to uh, be working with them. Uh, they've they've really welcomed us and. It's, it's been awesome to be able to uh, have them as our sponsors, and we thank them uh, j just for the opportunity that they uh, gave us to get further uh, intertwined in the community. Uh, you know, w one of the goals of the Williamsville Wire wasn't, you know, just to be a... It, it, at the end of the day, it is a high school sports podcast, but we also wanted to, uh, you know, go out, talk to our local businesses, and uh, get stuff rolling with them, and uh, it's it's just been awesome to uh, work with Fire and Ale and, and the uh, other local businesses. Um, if you want to check out what Fire and Ale has in store, and I recommend that you do, um, you can find them at 135 Illini Boulevard in Sherman, Illinois. Uh, Simcoe and I will be there uh, after the game. Uh, when I post this, it will be 
tonight uh, after the Olympia game. Uh, we'll be there breaking it down, um, telling you what we thought looked good, and uh, eating some great food from Fire and Ale. So uh, definitely tune into that. That will be on our YouTube page once again. We thank them for letting us host our post-game show there. Great people, great food, Fire Nail 135, Illini Boulevard. So without further ado, we hop into our Sangmo Conference Review from Week 3. You know, we've talked about it. Week 3, a big week. You've got your 1-1 teams, you got your 2-0 teams, you got your 0-2 teams. The 0-2 teams, you know, you're looking to go out, you're looking to get a win. You do not want to drop to 0 and 3, as me and Simpo have talked about all season long. 5 and 4, it it could get you into the playoffs, but the IHSA qualifies it as an at-large bid. Um, 6 and 3, you're a lock to get into the playoffs. So if you drop to 0 and 3, you got to run the table, which uh, makes makes for a good storyline throughout the rest of the season. But you know, puts a lot of stress and and does not allow for uh, those those uh, mistakes that you normally see in high school sports. So uh, 0-2 teams, we're looking to uh, get in the win column. Uh, our first game that we are going to recap, the Moreau-Forsyth Trojans taking on the Porta Blue Jays. The Moreau-Forsyth Trojans won that game 56-8. They moved to 3-0. Porta drops to 0-3 on the year. You take a look at that two-quarterback system for the Moreau Forsyth Trojans. Jack Horvey and Caden Maurer, they got it done in the backfield. Horvey, a senior, 5 of 7 for 87 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Caden uh, Maurer, he also had a big day in the backfield. 7 for 8 for 145 yards and two touchdowns as well. Neither of them threw an interception, so four touchdowns through the air. Caden Maurer, he added to that with his rushing ability. Three carries for 63 yards, one touchdown. Aiden Reiser took two trips to the end zone off five carries and 68 yards. And then Connor Kelly, he also found himself in the end zone. Had one carry, only took him one yard to get that touchdown. So, some good stuff from Moreau Forsyth. You know, Moreau Forsyth, they've looked great this season so far. They are 3-0. and uh, They're playing some great football. Um, uh, we, we won't touch on this in this episode. We'll touch on it tomorrow during the pregame show. But they play uh, Riverton this week. Um, and, you know, you take a look over at Porta's side. Um, this is a team that is continuing to grow and continuing to build. Um, for future weeks and future seasons, uh, I, I, when I was at the uh, Williamsville Porta game, you know, I definitely liked the uh, feel there. Uh, you you can tell that uh, the coach over at Porta, Coach McNally, um, he he has a good feel for his team, um, and, and you know, I I think that team is gonna buy into him. Uh, I talked to him over the summer. A uh, great guy, uh, very supportive of what we do over here, and uh, I, I I think that he is going to build up that program. So that is going to do it for our recap of Porta and Moreau Forsyth. At this time, we turn over to Auburn versus Pleasant Plains. Auburn won that game forty-one to twenty-four. Auburn moves to two and one on the season. Pleasant Plains moves to zero and three. This game was closer than the final score makes it look. Uh, it was 26-24 to in favor of Auburn as uh, we headed into the fourth quarter. 
of this one, Auburn was able to put 15 points on the board in the fourth to kind of pull away. But, you know, I think that that's a good look for the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. Um, you know, Plains, they've they've had a tough road uh, the last last year into this year, you know, but I, th- I think this shows improvement in a team, you know. Auburn's looked good through their uh, Sangamo Conference schedule this year, so definitely a respectable game from the Pleasant Plains Cardinals, and I, I think that definitely elevates uh, the Pleasant Plains Cardinals in the minds um, of just the, uh, you know, regular fan uh, watching uh, Friday night high school football. So uh, good stuff from each team in this one. Uh, but 41-24, a closer game than the final score indicates in that one. Now we'll take a turn over to the New Berlin-Riverton game. New Berlin won that one uh, 42-6. Taking a look at the New Berlin stats, uh, we take a look at Kevin Howell. His rushing numbers, 13 carries, 67 yards. His long was 28 for two touchdowns. Cole Oliver also found the end zone. Uh, Rushing-wise, two carries for three yards and one touchdown. Then uh, looking at receiving, uh, Flynn Tyree, he had a good night for the New Berlin Pretzels. Five receptions, 53 yards, and two touchdowns. Ben Hermes in the backfield. 13 completions off 19 attempts for 149 yards uh, for two touchdowns and one interception, giving him a 104.9 QB rating. So a solid week by the New Berlin offense and the New Berlin defense. Anytime you can hold a team to six points, uh, that that's a good week uh, for your football team. So New Berlin's going to move to 2-1 and one on the year. New Berlin will look to keep that momentum going as the season continues to progress. This time we are going to take a turn into what a lot of people consider the game of the week in the Sangamo Conference last week, the Olympia Spartans taking on the Athens Warriors. Final score of that game, Athens won it 22-8, but it was a close game all the way through. Um, I think eventually Athens might have just worn them down. And uh, Olympia had the lead for part of that game. And when Olympia was leading, uh, me and Simcoe, we were we were checking our phones for updates um, while we were uh, at the Williamsville Pittsfield game. And you know there there was definitely a good amount of excitement between me and him. You know, we knew Athens was good. We knew what Athens brought to the table in the Sigma Conference. But you know, kind of throughout the first three three weeks of the season. Uh, we, we were trying to get a read on where Olympia was. Olympia had played good football. They'd been 2-0, and but, you know, we, we really wanted to see them take on one of those top three teams in the Sangamo Conference. And, you know, they played right with the Athens Warriors the entire way through. Um, definitely shows that this Olympia team, they're going to come to play. They're going to come out, and they're, they're going to give you your best shot every week. Uh, they can play with the top of the Sangamo Conference, and it, it really solidifies them in the Sangamo Conference. Um, of course, Williams will play them this week uh, for homecoming. A lot of uh, film breakdown uh, throughout the week on the Williamsville side of things. I'm sure there was a lot of film breakdown uh, on the Olympia side of things. Um, I, I expect a good game between these two. Uh, I think Olympia is going to come out and they are going to show everybody that they can play with those top teams in the Sangamo Conference, just like they did last week. 
it's it's going to be a fun game to watch. Get on out to a Paul Jenkins Field kickoff is at 7. There's going to be the homecoming festivities of the night for sure. Um, you got the new video board uh, working. Uh, first time that we'll see anything uh, for the football team on that. Just a lot of exciting stuff happening at Paul Jenkins Field. So definitely come on out uh, 7 p.m. to support the Williamsville Bullets as they take on the Olympia Spartans. But let's take a dive into this Olympia and Athens game. Taking a look at the stats for Athens, uh, Cameron Biggard and Corey Craig, they provided the uh, touchdowns. For the Athens Warriors, uh, two touchdowns for Biggard, one touchdown for Craig. So um, we'll break down the uh, what, what Williamsville is going to have to do against Athens uh, after this week. Um, because right now, uh, the, the focus of the broadcast booth and of the rest of the media falls on Paul Jenkins Field tonight as the Williamsville Bullets take the field against the Olympia Spartans. But speaking of the Williamsville Bullets, it's time to review their game last week. The Williamsville Bullets took on the Pittsfield Sockies in Pittsfield. Williamsville got that win 42-0. Some of my notes from that game, you know, the offense, they came out. um, They just uh, didn't come out the way that they wanted to. Some mistakes on that first drive. Eventually, they did kind of get into their rhythm. They got flowing again. Uh. Harley Sharp, he had a good night on the ground. Jackson Workman had a good night. Jake Seaman, he looked impressive scrambling out of the pocket whenever there was some protection uh, breakdown. But, you know, the the offensive line has come a long way this year. You know, uh, preseason, you know, a lot of people were wondering, uh, what is this Williams offensive line going to look like? You know, they, they knew that there were some young guys on there, you know, Matthew Crouch. Corbin Stewart, but then, you know, you talk about some of that veteran leadership, especially as we uh, talk about Jacob Finley. Uh, we congratulate him on his offer from Illinois State University. So a, a lot of good stuff happening for this Williamsville Bullet football team. But one takeaway from that Pittsfield game, um, offense came out a little slow, as I mentioned, unit that did not come out slow, the Williamsville Bullet defense. The Bullet defense looked great. For some turnovers, uh, Colin Burge had an interception. Uh, there was a fumble recovery uh, by the defense. Um, Sam McCoy and Walt Lehman were in the backfield. Caden Ratliff made some great plays from his linebacker position. Colin Ripperdell looked impressive, as he always does. Nolan Bates, he looked impressive as well. So just a lot of good stuff from that Williamsville Bullet defensive unit. And you always hear about um, the the offenses, uh, really. They, they get a good part of the glory and. You know, this offense is great. They've got some great playmakers on the uh, offensive side of the ball. But when I can see a team go out and I can see their defense uh, really make a huge impact on what the other team is doing and then what their team is able to do uh, on the offensive side of the ball, it's just something special. And, you know, the first three weeks of the season, the Williamsville Bullets, they have had that. So once again... Williamsville wins against Pittsfield, 42-0. Taking a look at the recap of that game, uh, take a look at the passing stats. Jake Seaman, 20 of 31 for 214 yards. 214 yards, 20 completions, no touchdown passes. 
uh, for the seniors. All the touchdowns came on the ground. Jake Seaman, two rushing touchdowns. Mason Litiker, two rushing touchdowns. Harley Sharp had a rushing touchdown. And then Braylon Singer found uh, the end zone once as well. So, like we've said, every week of the season, a lot of guys can find the end zone for this Williamsville Bullet team. And that is what is going to make it difficult to game plan against them. You don't just have to shut down one guy. You have to shut down an entire crew of guys, and that is what makes this Williamsville Bullet offense shine. So that is going to do it for Sangamo Conference Recap. And for this episode, me and Simcoe, we will be live uh, tomorrow night. We'll send out more details about that on our Twitter during the day, at Dubville Wire. Uh, it will also come out on our Facebook. Uh, we'll link all of our socials uh, in the episode description of this podcast. Um, but like I said, that is going to do it for us. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day.